Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Lord. Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are broadcasting live 
from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota. And you are listening either to KDIX, the AM station right here in Dickinson, or you're listening on KDIX's website, or you are listening uh, on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, or you could be in the studio with me like Abe and Daniel, Daniel are, and they're listening live, real live. And so they get to actually be here with me. And um, I'm glad that they're in the studio with me today. Good to have them. Uh, just got a bunch of people texting me already. You can be part of this broadcast by texting me. And the, the number to text is 701-290-7862. Or you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got, uh, we've got a lady whose last name is Stoner. She's listening from Belfield today. We've got another Becky from Belfield listening. We have uh, Carl and Jeannie listening in Texas together. That's good. That's good news. The Schulers are listening in Grafton. We have one-armed Dave listening out in Fargo. That's what I call him, one-armed Dave. Are you listening? If you're listening, a friend of yours from the jail named Juan said for me to greet you, and I guess this is a way to do it in front of everybody. But uh, he was in my jail ministry today. The Torres family from Fargo is listening. The Lunas from Wapaton are listening. Uh, just a bunch of folks. Brother Griffith from Great Falls, Montana is listening tonight. And so, um, so far, just a whole bunch of people have texted me. And as I said, you can be part of this broadcast by texting 701-290-7862. We had a great service at our church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. I always say Dickinson, North Dakota, so you know where we're at. But it was at 501 Elks Drive is where our church is. For you that don't know it, we've been in this building a year, or we've purchased the, purchased the building a year ago, and we've been in it now for about approximately 11 months holding services. It used to be the Elks Building. It's an 18,000-square-foot building right on Interstate 94 with a beautiful parking lot, Beautiful turned it into a beautiful church with uh, Sunday school rooms and fellowship hall and a building that will seat approximately 500 people. We're excited to fill that thing up. Brother Roland from Morgantown, Kentucky, uh, just texted me. We've got Jasmine from Bismarck, Zach and Leah from West Fargo. Man, just people are texting like crazy. Good to have you all listening. Not going to play my guitar tonight. Abe's not going to play his guitar tonight because we're going to play a few songs on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, on our playlist and one off of, uh, uh, that's not on our playlist tonight. But my topic is going to be on healing. And in our church service today, I touched on this topic. That was not exactly what I preached about. I talked about how Jesus speaks to dead things. And I I was so inspired listening to a song. The song is by a guy named Joseph (laughs) Habadank. Habadank or Donk. Habadank. I don't know. How do you pronounce that? Somebody tell me. But uh, anyway, I'd never heard of the guy. And uh, my son, Ben, in Minneapolis, I was down in Minneapolis visiting. Uh, my wife and I were visiting at one of our, uh, we have a sick granddaughter there at, that's at the children's hospital. And my son, Ben, said, you got to listen to this guy. And so I put a couple of his CDs on my phone and uh, on the way home listened to this Joseph Habedonk. And he wrote a song called Dead Things that really inspired me. And I'm not going to make any bones about it or any excuses. I preach today. Because I heard a song that inspired me, and I think that's what songs are supposed to do. Abe, you got the thing lined up? Um, if you can get that lined up, I might as well just start the program playing that song. This is by a guy named Joseph Habadunk, and it's on a CD called 
Resurrection, and I would recommend you buy in this. It's good. Listen to this song. Go ahead. Family is all together, sisters are crying. Brother is gone, and there's no coming back from dying. Just imagine the scene. That day in Bethany Someone said the healer's coming Jesus arrives Martha said if you'd been here He'd still be alive Our Lazarus must go home Four days behind the stone But a brother can't stay down When Jesus calls you that tonight i love that song i just heard it i just heard it sat or friday driving home from minneapolis and i probably listened to that thing i don't know how many times since then but um the artist's name is you spell it h-a-b-e-d-a-n-k his name is joseph first name joseph and um some good stuff the um and and he talked about the the gist of the song is when 
when Jesus speaks, dead things don't stay dead. It's based on the story of Lazarus in the Bible where Jesus called Lazarus from the dead after he'd been dead four days. We've got um, the people listening tonight that could use a healing in their life. I know there's some some I know my friend Dave from Fargo could use a healing in his life. I know that there are others that are listening that have texted me that could use a healing in their life. Good to hear from Yvonne down in in Bowman. I know she could use a healing in her life. My friend Stormy from the Philippines needs a healing. He he emailed me. Uh, boy, I'm getting a really swamped with emails and texts. Thank you so much. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I really enjoy this, and I, I, I try to look at them in between uh, talking. I want to turn your attention to Mark chapter 16. Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Mark sixteen fifteen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. I just heard yesterday at a church service in Williston, Brother Waldron, preach about healing and about God's healing power. I preached about it today in our church, talking about about how when, when Jesus speaks into situations in people's lives, uh, if it was dead, it's not going to stay dead. He's a healer. And he's uh, and I talked about so much more in our church service. Had some really neat things happen in that service. Some I can't talk about, but some I can. But there was some really neat stuff that happened. I personally believe that God is a healer. I, I have a daughter that was born with several heart defects or several uh, birth defects, I should say, and one of them was her heart. Her doctor, in front, he was a Bismarck heart specialist, very good doctor, t- told us. Uh, we found out about this when she was about eight or nine months old. This doctor told us, your daughter will not live to be two years old, he told us. It's an incurable heart disease. And when my daughter was two years old, the doctor, we were in his office, and he said, Mr. Simons, he said, this heart medication I told you that your daughter would have to take until she died, she doesn't need it anymore. There's nothing wrong with her heart. My daughter is now 39 years old and has three children. I, I'm a believer in healing. I really am. Uh, Jesus, uh, I, I want to encourage you here today. I am going to. There, there's going to be something I talk about that may, um, that may challenge you a little bit. But I do believe in divine healing. I believe it's for us today. But in both, let me just tell you this: the Bible itself, Old Testament, New Testament, full of miracles, full of both New Testament, Old Testament. Talk about a God who intervenes supernaturally in people's lives. Uh, in the New Testament, it was not just Jesus that performed healing, but his apostles, and there's also writings that other people besides the apostles were involved in healing ministry. The Lord still confirms his word with signs following. Now, many people make excuses for God. They want to make excuses for God. They assume uh, they assume. Or think that it's not God's will to heal for some reason. Now, I want to be up front with you tonight at the beginning of this topic. I'm going to try to squeeze a lot in here, but I don't understand everything. I don't understand everything about why God heals some, why God does not heal others. 
I don't understand everything, but I do understand that the Scripture says that God is a healer, it is his will to heal, and that he has the power to heal, and he likes to heal. He enjoys it. I think some people spend more time trying to logically guess why God doesn't heal someone than they would just to pray and believe that God's word that he would heal someone. Now, let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have pray for you tonight? Somebody that says, I'll pray for you, and if it's God's will, he will heal you? Or would you rather have somebody say, I will pray for, for God to heal you? I believe that there is enough scripture to say that we should pray for the sick and they'll be healed. I don't think we have to try to figure all this out. If they're not healed, uh, we're going to leave that up to God. And certainly God's will is involved with this. I understand that. But I believe that healing is a, and I'm going to talk about when, in a little bit here when I get done to this first segment, I want to talk about there's a responsibility. There's We have a part in being healed by God, and this is the part maybe some of you don't realize. Uh, there is no certain inflection of the voice or showmanship needed for healing. Uh, there seems to be some profiteering out there or showmanship involved with some of the, quote, miracle workers today that might be on television or the radio. I certainly don't want to be confused with these people. Uh, I don't believe that there's a certain inflection of the voice, certain music that has to be playing. Um, I, I think some people think emotionalism can heal people and that can take the place of faith. I do not believe that. Um, Elisha in the Old Testament made no emotional display when when Naaman the leper was healed. In fact, Elisha didn't touch him, say anything about it, didn't wave his hand over him or anything. And Naaman was healed after he washed and dipped in the Jordan River seven times. Let me just say this too, and I'm, I know I'm going fast, but I just want to say some things about healing tonight. It's our topic. The purpose of the miraculous is to give glory to God and to further the most important thing, which is the saving of souls. That's the purpose of miracles. That's the purpose of healing, is to bring attention to the message of salvation. That's what Jesus said in my text in Mark 16. These signs shall follow them that believe. And one of them was, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And then it says, they went everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word. Which, which word? The word of salvation, the word about Jesus. It was He confirmed the word with signs following. So uh, the, the gifts of miracle and healing is not the ultimate goal. But they're to draw attention to God being alive and well in this world. Acts chapter 8 and verse 5 proves that Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ unto them. Acts 8 and 5. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. Okay, so the people listened to what Philip was saying about Jesus because they heard and saw the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. I think we're trying to win people to God through intellectualism today. Certainly nothing wrong, but the Apostle Paul uh, was a very intellectual person, preached the gospel, uh, convinced many. But I'll tell you what, the 
the convincing comes with signs following. Jesus told his disciples, you know, I, you know, there is an element out there in Christianity that does not believe miracles or healing are, are for today. Uh, the uh, There are churches, the Church of Christ, for instance, believes that divine healing was done away with with the apostles. That's one of their doctrines. Uh, that's ridiculous. In John 14 and 12, Jesus said, he said, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I'm glad you're listening tonight. You're listening to a live broadcast coming from KDIX Studios, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're gonna In this next segment, I'm going to talk about our part in healing, and I'll probably spend most of the time with this, but I just want you to know God has still got power to heal. He's still got power to, for miracles. God can still peak, speak to dead things, and he, when God speaks to dead things, they don't stay dead. So stay tuned. Text me, 701-290-7862.
Hey, I don't think I've. This is some kind of record. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Uh, this is we've had like this is the record for the most communication I've ever had. Or I don't know how many texts, emails that we've gotten, but a lot and really good stuff too. Um, good to have. Um, I just got a text from the Torres family just to concur that God's a healer. He said his eight year old. They have an eight year old who was legally blind, and now can see. And uh, here again, this is not. I'm not trying to be uh, any kind of showmanship here. I'm just telling you, God is a healer. And uh, I want to just say hello. Um, it's good to have a, a lady named Lauren listening to, to us tonight. And she was baptized in 2017 at the New England Women's Prison by Pat and Lauren Cazeza. And uh, they're going to be excited to hear that you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. And um, we have, um, uh, you know, I'm talking tonight about healing, miracles, um, the, uh, uh, I want to tell you that I, I said it and, and brother, uh, Roland just said that he was glad I said it. I'll say it again, that the purpose of healing and miracles is to bring attention to the gospel. That's the purpose of it, to bring attention that God is alive and well in the world. That's the reason Jesus was asked one time, there was a man that was born blind. His disciples asked him two questions. One was a dumb question. One was, did this man sin or did his parents sin? And first of all, that was a dumb question because he was born blind. So it couldn't have been him that sinned because, you know, he couldn't have even committed a sin because he was in the womb. But um, but Jesus said it's neither. It was neither his parents or his case. This particular one is, I just want to show you, I want everybody here to see what, what God can do. And I'll tell you, that's the reason that God does healing. Now, um uh, and oh, just so many things here. I, you know, I want to, let me say this before I forget. Do you know, Abe? I got to say this. We've got coming up January twenty seventh, which is what two Sundays from now. We have a special program. There's two friends of mine. Their first names Doug and John, and they are going to testify of how God brought them out of addiction, prison, and all kinds of stuff. These these guys. Um, uh, I, you know what, uh, if Abe's going to have just turned the microphone off after an hour because they'll never quit. But um, you guys don't want to miss the program January 27th. Uh, two men that um, that uh, were involved with meth and all kinds of stuff, and they're going to be on, this, on the radio here live. Uh, the goal is January 27th. I've got Doug texting me tonight, so I'm hoping that's still the case. All right, we're talking about divine healing. I'll never get through this program. There are things... There is a part, our part, in healing. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. In this verse, Exodus fifteen twenty six, there is contingencies on God's healing. And I believe there's an application for this today. I really do. We, As I said in the first segment of our broadcast, healing is for us. It's for us. It's for this age. Uh, the church was given power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But in Exodus 15, the children of Israel were promised health and healing by God himself with this contingency. And I'll, I'll tell you, I notice little words like this in the Bible, and maybe you do too. But Exodus 15, 26, 
starts out, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Let me just add that if in. And if will do that which is right in his sight. And if will give ear to his commandments. And if keep all his statutes. You see, that if is a, is, is a predicating this next part, which says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. There is a responsibility on our part for healing. In the Old Testament, the psalmist said, Psalm 103, 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I'm going to just tell you right up front, we have a God that can forgive all of your iniquities, all of your sins. But he's not going to forgive everybody's. And that same concept applies to healing. There's got there's a personal responsibility to be healed. There really is. And if you're looking for a miraculous healing in your life, I'm going to say look no farther than first, number one, get right with God. There is a personal responsibility involved. You know, when Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, destroy, like the devil come to, to, to destroy our life. And many of you that are listening to, to me, he just about succeeded. But here we read, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Who might? The people that will follow Jesus. Now let me make some disclaimers here. This is a tough tough and complex subject. It really is. Even God's people have to die sometime, all right? Even God's people have to die sometime. And uh, and so for me to say, if you're, if you're sick, you're not one of God's people, I'd have to throw the whole book of Job out of the Bible. There was a righteous man that got sick. And God was doing something in his life. God was working. God was showing something. God was using him to teach us something. You know, I often say, I've said it many times, the guy that could have used the book of Job the most would have been Job. He would have, It would have been wonderful if he knew what going on, was going on. He had no idea what was going on. We know what was going on. We think, oh, isn't that cool? Job was going, he was pulling his hair out. I'm not going to attempt to answer all your questions about healing tonight, but I will tell you this. Could there be personal responsibility in your life for God's healing? Don't apply this to anybody else. Now, obviously, there are personal health decisions, right? Like tonight, I was thinking about going to Perkins and getting the half-price appetizers. I was thinking about doing it. And I might. Like if Abe or Daniel pays for it, I just might do it. But I, you know what? I better not eat, order the four appetizers because that's a lot of food, and that's all deep-fried, greasy food. You know, if you're going to eat Cheetos all day, all your life, you'll probably turn yellow. I don't know for sure if you could expect God to heal you if all you ever ate was Cheetos. Cheetos for breakfast, milk on them. You know, Cheetos for lunch, Cheetos for supper. I, I mean, I don't think, you know, here again, I don't want to be sued by the Cheeto company, but I'm just saying I know that's not a well-rounded diet. There is some personal responsibility for our health. Um, you know, exercise, eat right, um, get some sunshine, laugh a little bit. I mean, yeah, you know, there's, there's, um, 
you know, there's some personal responsibility there. Now, I'm not going to talk about that stuff tonight. I did, and I believe in it, and I don't think we should minimize it, but I'm going to talk about something else. I believe that just as healing in Isaiah 53 and 5, the Bible said Jesus was wounded. This is a, this is a prophecy about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So I believe that just as the blood of Jesus paid for our sins, the by his beating, by his stripes, paid for our healing. But just because Jesus paid the price for sin doesn't mean everybody's all automatically saved. You have to come to God and obey what he said to do to have the blood applied to your life. Particularly, you need to repent, have faith, repent of your sins, be baptized, immersed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. So just because Jesus died on the cross, not everybody's going to heaven, and just because Jesus was beaten before he died doesn't mean everybody's going to be healed. Is this making sense to you? You know, there is, and I'm going to go back to that, what I read in Exodus 15.26. Number one, to diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. You know, to you know, I mean, you want to do what God wants you to do. You know, here's what I was afraid of about doing a broadcast about healing. Now, we had a great church service, and I didn't talk about this in particularly. I did. I talked about. I talked about Jesus speaking to dead things. Is what. I, and I talked about dead marriages. I talked about dead wombs. I talked about uh, dead pancreases, dead nervous systems, dead, you know, dead optic nerves. I, you know, I talked about a lot of different things. And and I and I'll tell you, I felt faith in the room, and I think God did some really neat stuff today at our church service. Tonight, I am telling you, I'm talking specifically about miracles and healing, and I'm telling you that if you want to get anywhere with God, you're going to have to start out by obeying Him. Number one, by listening to Him, diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. When the Lord said, "Jump," don't ask why. Just say how high. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't make that up. But anyway, you know, they, they diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. You know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna break just yet, but can you play that song again? That one that, that dead things, can you figure out how to do that? Uh, you know, we'll, I'm, I'm gonna play that song to death. But then the Bible says, do that which is right in his sight. So not only do we have to listen to the voice of the Lord, we gotta do something about it. And then number three, it kind of goes back to number one, give ear to his commandments. Like, pay attention to what God is saying. Don't stick your head in the sand. You know, um, there, there are people that are attend, attend our church in Dickinson that have not been baptized in Jesus' name. Well, they're not listening because I talk about it a lot. They're not listening. You know, you weren't baptized in Jesus' name, some people. They were, they were sprinkled as babies. The word baptism itself means to immerse. That's what it means. The Greek word baptizo, to immerse, to dunk under the water, to completely cover with water. All through the Bible, you'll find out that baptism was by immersion. And baptism is in the name of Jesus. You know, if you say, well, I'm full of cancer. I want you to pray for me to be healed. You know what I'm going to say? 
I'll pray for you to be healed. But have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Have you received the Holy Spirit? These are the most important issues. Going to heaven is more important than being healed from cancer. And then it says, I'm just reading out of Exodus chapter 15, 26, that we keep all his statutes. And so, and so tonight we have a responsibility when we come to God and ask for healing. Sometimes God allows sickness in our life so that it will draw attention to our pitiful spiritual condition. Not all the time. But, you know, I've got a friend, I don't know if he's listening tonight, he pastors our church in Bismarck. His name is Mike Chuppy. He's a great pastor, great man. A good pastor. You know, he, I, I, um, I love Brother Chuppy. And, uh, and, and Brother Chuppy came to a Pentecostal church when he was younger, didn't really care for it that much and quit coming. Several years went by, maybe 10, and he developed cancer. And you know, it was that cancer that got him back to God. And he and his wife got baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost, and he's a pastor of a Pentecostal church called the Sanctuary in Bismarck, North Dakota today. Why? Because God used cancer to get his attention. So why should I pray for your healing of cancer if you're not going to live for God? When it could be that very cancer is how you, you wouldn't listen to God whisper. So now he took a two by four, it hit you over the head, he called it cancer. Now I'm not saying everybody that's got, that has cancer isn't right with God. You, you gotta listen to me. But I'm telling you that we have a responsibility in healing. Hey, play that song again if you got that lined up. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Sisters are crying Brother is gone And there's no coming back from dying Just imagine the scene That day in Bethany Someone said the healer's coming Jesus arrives Martha said if you'd been here He'd still be alive Our Lazarus was gone Four days behind the stone But a brother can't stay i 
song. I like it. Uh, that whole album is uh, really good. I just heard it Friday. Joseph H-A-B-E-D-A-N-K, kind of southern gospel guy. Um, don't know much about him. I know on his album he's got a nice suit and tie on. looks pretty clean cut. I like that. Um, the um, um, I got um, people texting me, people messing with me. I got, well, there's nothing bad, but just uh, I, I've never had this many texts or, or emails ever on a radio show. And I don't know if it's the topic or if it's just... Uh, full moon or what i really don't know what's going on out there but good to have sister brett's listening from Kildare. i sure miss you sis um good to have helen listening she's a she's a really a all personality this lady that just started coming to our church good to have helen listening david myron man i haven't i have not heard from you for a long time david and um i'd like to see you got to figure out a way to get you to church brother and sister gubrood from valley city are listening tonight so we've got um, just a lot of a lot of people listening and uh, people that are are encouraging me that I'm right on target here. We're talking about divine healing. We're talking about that it's for today. That God is a miracle worker. He's got all the power that is needed to do anything, uh, even raise the dead, and he, he's doing that still. Um, the um, you guys aren't listening. Everybody's texting me. What's the title of that song and what's that guy's name? I've been, I think I said it three times now. His name, his last name, his first name is Joseph and his last name is H A B D A N K. H A B E D A N K. And the song is called Dead Things. It's on an album called Resurrection. And that whole album's good. It is. It really is. The, um, We've got um, got some Sobergs listening to Harvey tonight. Good to have them listening to us. Uh, the the um, I, I, before we played that song again, I was talking about our part in healing. Jesus paid the price; he has the power, and I believe that there is a responsibility on us too. Um, there is a there is a um, uh, there, there is a, uh, you know, there's this. Here again, if you're going to come to our church and and um, and visit because you want to be healed, I'll, I'll pray for you. But remember this: that you have to get right with God. Also, you you have to get right with God too. You know this 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 idea that um, that Jesus is some kind of a vending machine where you can put your fifty cents in and push the button and get what you want. Uh, that's not really the way it is. It, it, it's not. There is part that we do. He does everything pretty much, but there's part that we do. Let me read you James chapter five verses fourteen through sixteen. James said, "Is any sick among you?" Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And I'll just stop there, but I'm not done. First of all, let me get you this. James was telling the elders of the church, you that out there believe that healing, divine healing stopped with the apostles, you are all wet doctrinally. You know, it's not that I won't be your friend, but you're messed up in this area. 
You know, you, you know, God could put hair on the head of a bald man if he wants to. You know, God can, he could, you know, I mean, God's a, a miracle worker. Sarah was 90 years old. Abraham was a hundred. And, and an angel came and said to Abraham, nine months from now, your wife's going to have a baby. And she laughed. Got, kind of got in trouble for it too. There's nothing too hard for God. He's a miracle worker. So James said, is anybody sick? He's talking about our local church. He said, call for the elders of the church, pray for them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. So we put oil, we'll put a little dab of oil on your forehead and pray in the name of Jesus. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Notice this. Why in the world does it say if they have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him? Because you guys, sometimes you got to repent before you can be healed. goes on to say, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, for instance, um, this is not a magic wand. This isn't a for instance. I, I'm, I don't know why I said that, but this is not a magic wand ministry. You know, you you got you got bad sick. You know, you got the bubonic plague or whatever, and you come to our church and think Pastor Bob has the magic wand is going to wave it over you and you're going to get better. Not if you're living in sin. You need to get right with God, number one. You need to get right with God. The benefits that David was talking about in in the psalm that I read earlier, forget not all of his benefits, Psalm 103, those benefits are for his regular, regular employees. These job benefits that he's got, you know, like, like forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Redeemeth thy life from destruction. Crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. These are benefits, but you got to get on the payroll, folks. you got to start serving Jesus. You know, this, this, um, this idea that, you know, we're going to have some kind of healing seminar and pray for everybody that's sick, they're going to get healed. I'm going to tell you, if, if I was involved with something like that, I'd pre- preach Acts 2.38 before I prayed for the sick. you got to get right with God. You have to be right with God. Now, could God heal somebody that's not right with him to show his power? He could. He could. God can do anything. You know, maybe you're living like the devil, and you bring your baby to church, your little four-year-old that's got some bad disease, and God will heal that baby to get your attention. You know, I I'm, I can't speak for what God's going to do in every situation, but I I will tell you that I believe in healing, I believe in miracles, but I also believe that we need to examine ourselves. You know, um, this is something a lot of people don't know about, but in First Corinthians eleven twenty eight through thirty one, it's talking about Paul's giving some instructions about how to do a communion service here. And 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, he talks about, you know, certainly we do, we take communion in remembrance of 
of what he did for us on the cross. But he said before you take communion, in verse 28, let a man examine himself so that he may eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Okay, now this is interesting to me because when we take communion, we need to make sure we're right with God. Now it doesn't take a lot to get right with God. You've got to really repent. But you need to be, you don't have to be perfect. It didn't say that, but you've got to be right with God. You've got to have a right attitude towards God. I, I know God understands human frailty. I know that, but he doesn't understand pride. I mean, he understands it, but he doesn't like it. And human frailty, you know, you know, Pastor Bob maybe sounds like some kind of big shot over the, on, from your end of the radio, but from my end of the radio, I'm not like a big shot. You know, I'm a human. I have human frailty. You could make me get mad at you, maybe. You know, if you punch me in the mouth, I might punch you back and then turn the other cheek. I'm not saying I'd do that. I hope I'd do what Jesus said, but, but you, you see what I'm saying? It, it, God understands people. Their human frailty. He understands what temper is. He understands what anger. He, God understands what being tempted is. But if our attitude's wrong, we're in big trouble. Like when God calls our attention to what we're doing wrong, we better have a good attitude. We better have a humble attitude instead of getting all proud and puffed up. And see, this verse says, and and why it applies to my this topic. I'm calling this the other side of healing today because there's another side to it. If it's possible to take communion and you're a hypocrite and you get sick and die, which is what this says, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight through 31. If you're in an apostolic church that has... Now, if you're in some dead church that doesn't have the power of God, take communion all you want. But in Pentecostal churches, every communion service, I warn everybody, you don't have to be perfect. If you're not right with God, get right with God right now so you can take communion. You know, I'm not telling anybody not to take communion. But if it's true that you could get sick because you take communion as a hypocrite, isn't it just as true that you won't be healed if you're a hypocrite? Second Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you? except you be reprobates. It is so important that we examine ourselves. You know, I have a prayer request, and I, I pray, I actually try to pray for some of the same people every day, and some of the parts of my prayer list are for people that are battling sicknesses and illnesses. Like, for instance, in my prayer time during the day, I have a whole list of people that have eye problems, including me. Um, I have people in my family that have situations that need healing. As I said earlier, I have a, a, a baby granddaughter in the children's hospital in Minneapolis right now, and she needs a healing. And we've agreed together, um, my family has agreed together, and some in our church have agreed with me together that she'll be healed and, and get out of that hospital. Um, I, I pray for things all the time. I, I really do. But there are people that need healings that I pray for them 
not for their healing, but I pray for them to get right with God first. Because healing is something that God does. I believe in it. In fact, um, Pentecostal churches are known for it, even though I'm not, I don't want to be known for that foolishness that, like I say, that grandstanding, uh, you know, of, you know, people saying they're healed when they're not. You know, I'm telling you, if you, you know, I'm blind in one eye totally. My optic nerve is dead. And I'm not going to tell you I can see out of it when I can't. But today while I was preaching, a couple of men just walked up walked right in the middle of my preaching. I didn't know what they were going to do to me, beat me up, or I didn't know what they were going to do. They just walked up. I'm looking at them like, what's this all about? And they laid their hands on me. And when they did, I closed my good eye. And I was looking out of my bad eye. And I said, God, you know, I'm, I'm waiting, God. These men got faith. That's, I mean, they interrupted the service. They walked right out. They got faith. They want the pastor healed. His blind eye healed. I believe in that with all my heart. But I'm going to tell you this. That is not as important as Pastor Bob being right with God. Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith or not. Do you know there's a whole group, there's a whole denomination of people, a giant Protestant denomination that believes once you're saved, you're always saved, no matter what? Well, I don't know what they do with this scripture. 2 Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. In other words, it's good to think about your own life. Let's maybe quit thinking about how everybody else is doing for God, and maybe maybe we do a little better just thinking about how we're doing for God. And then, of course, the psalmist said in Psalm 26, too, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins in my heart. So not only do we need to examine ourselves, because the problem with examining yourself is in your own humble opinion, you might be pretty nice. But what about asking God to examine us? And how does God examine us? Well, I believe he uses his word to examine us, the red word and the preached word, to examine our lives. Is there anyone out there brave enough to ask God what he thinks about you, about what you're doing? All your defenses, excuses, pretenses pushed aside. Well, I did it got through everything I wanted to do, Abe. Why don't you give out some information on how to get a hold of us during the week? Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church. I'm coming to you live from New from Dickinson, North Dakota. And um, if you'd like to visit our church, the address to our church is 501 Elks Drive. And um, you can visit us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. There's Sunday school. There's uh, Sunday school for Adults and for kids, and also at um, and then at ten fifty to eleven o'clock, there's a ten minute break, and then at eleven o'clock is our worship service every Sunday morning at the New Life Pentecostal Church, and our next service will be Wednesday night at seven thirty p.m. The address to our church again is five zero one Elks Drive, in Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, if you are from the Beulah area, there's an apostolic church in Beulah. The address to their church is 220 3rd Street Northwest. Um, the church is called the Truth Community Church. Um, they have services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and um, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. 
That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota. Also, if you're from Beach, North Dakota, there's a a midweek service every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. in the Beach Community Center. That's an apostolic service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. Also, if you're from Bowman, North Dakota, you can visit the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The address to their church is 18 North Main. Um, Brother Seth is the pastor down there, and um, they would love to have you join them. Um, and they have a midweek service, just a midweek service, every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. That's uh, the address to that church. The Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman, North Dakota, is 18 North Main. Um, if you'd like more information or like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. You know, I uh, missed something here on one of my texts while he was talking. I just went back. Uh, some of the most special, the most special listeners tonight are from Minneapolis. My wife and my grandkids are listening from Min- Minneapolis from the Ronald McDonald House. Is that right? And um, so I, uh, I uh, we, uh, we uh, are glad that uh, they're listening. And I, my wife is staying down there to help with them, and I, I miss her already. But, uh, hey, Connor's listening tonight, too. So glad that they're all listening. We've got, um, I appreciate, I just want to say this, you that do listen to the Tell It Like It Is show, I appreciate it that you listen. I, I didn't, I, I guess I've never considered myself like a, the greatest radio talk show host type person, but I love doing this. And, and as long as people keep listening, I'll keep doing it. Uh, I do know that we have a good church and, uh, and it's not just because I'm the pastor, it's not that. I feel good about being the pastor. I'm not trying to be humble or anything. I feel like we we had a great service today, and I felt like what I preached just a simple little message that people. The only reason it made it good is because people believed it and they they trusted it. And I'm expecting God to do great healings. We have some awful, awesome, faithful people coming to our church, and some of them are battling some some problems, health problems, and um, and I believe God's a healer, and I'm not giving up on them. Pray for the, I pray for you if you're you're the person I'm talking about or you are the group I'm talking about. I pray for you every single day, and I'm believing God for healing tonight as we close our broadcast. I'm just going to quick pray quick quickly. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help us, God, not only believe in your power to do miracles and healing, but also, Lord, to to realize that the main thing that you want to do is to reach us with this gospel so that we can go to heaven. And I, I just pray all these other things are just a backdrop for the most important thing of preaching the gospel to this entire world. And I, I just pray, God, that you would confirm your word, uh, the word of the gospel with signs following tonight. In Jesus' name. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is show at 8.06 Mountain Time. God bless you and good night.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.